Welcome back to Freelancing Dads after a short break from the holiday. Today we uh, join Austin Church and he is a brand strategist. He helps companies to figure out their branding so that they can connect more with their audience and his freelance business. He is a freelancing dad and he has a lot to share today on navigating some of the challenges of that, how to get started as a freelancing parent and what pressures you deal with uh, as a freelancing dad. And also he provides some really good insight in the perspective that you need to have when you are pursuing a freelance career as a dad, as a provider, as a parent, um, that will save you a lot of stress as you go through this journey. Austin is also a freelancer coach and you can find information and resources that he has over at freelancecake.com. With that said, I welcome Austin to the show. Thanks for having me, Chad. Happy to be here. Welcome to the podcast, Freelancing Dads, where we discuss how to help dad transition from his employee job to a freelance career at home so he can increase his income and spend more time with his family. And if you're already a freelancing parent, we'll help you grow your business to the next level. For any society to thrive, a strong family unit must be at the core of its structure. And dad being at home, earning more, and working less is what makes this a reality. Join us to learn how to build your business and family when they're under the same roof. I want you to share a little bit about what you do as a freelancing dad. Um, Have you always been doing this? And a little bit of an overview of your journey to where you are today uh, with the business or businesses that you are running. So what I currently do is brand strategy and coaching for freelance creatives, typically. And I've always done it. I started in April 2009. We had our first kiddo in March 2013, so my kids have only ever known a freelance dad, and there's not a whole lot I would change. I'd like the flexibility of being able to go on field trips. Today is a snow day where I live in Knoxville, Tennessee, and we just kind of rolled with the punches. There were no major logistical challenges because of the snow and so that flexibility is another reason why i've chosen to stay freelance all these years that's great yeah how did, so how did you get a uh, started with it was it did you have any other job you're managing at the same time or you were just like i'm just going to go all into this and see how long it takes to to build it up so freelancing has always paid the bills i got out of grad school in may 2009 I got a job at an agency in October of that year, so October of 2008. I got laid off in April of 2009, so I've only worked for someone else for about six months my entire career. And you know, to answer your question, though, I've I've done a bunch of other stuff. Like I've always had side hustles, passion projects. Uh, There was a a four-year stint, 2013 to 2017, where I was working on a tech startup that I co-founded and invested in, but I was still freelancing. That Freelancing still paid the bills. The startup didn't pay me anything. So um, freelancing has been that continuous thread. Gosh, it makes me feel old for, what, almost 13 years now? Kind of crazy. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so what has been some of the biggest challenges 
uh, with this. Cause like in my, so in my situation, I, right after college, I, I took a full-time job as a video editor and then I, um, uh, quit or got fired from that job, uh, cause the company was downsizing. It was a really small business. I tried freelancing, gave up on it nine months in, I actually went back to a full-time job with the same employer. Eventually that employer became my first client and negotiated a freelancing contract with them. And then I went from there to find other clients. Uh, but the first two or three years was very difficult. I'd gotten to masses of debt trying to create consistent income. Um, for you, what has been some of the top challenges for you? And it may be financial, it may not be um, about being a freelancing, even parents specifically. Well, I think the first thing that comes to mind with kids in particular is familiar to any parent in your audience. It is really hard for young kids to understand the difference between physical presence and availability. Just because you can see me does not mean I'm available. And then the next thing that comes to mind is certainly unpredictable income. I know that when you're just counting on yourself, it's really easy to tighten your belt, eat ramen, any, any deprivation or hardship, you know, is part of the adventure. That's just not true with kids. It's just not fun to have no margin with kids. It's not fun to think, well, I really want our daughter to play basketball or I want our son to go to karate lessons or all those little extras. Those are the things that we want to be able to provide for our kids. So anytime you see a dip in income um, and it affects your kids in tangible ways, that's not a great feeling. And so that has been hard from time to time. We had a metric crap ton of debt and I felt a lot of shame and embarrassment around that for a long time because I thought, well, how can this, how can this exist? And meanwhile, I give my kids everything I want to give them. Um, and then the third thing that comes to mind is working too much. I never would have thought, or I never would have pegged myself as the workaholic type, right? But that same ability to keep my head down and get my work done and keep my promises and have high integrity and be a person of high character, you know, well, that is a sword that cuts both ways because I can keep my head down. And before I realize it, it's like seven fifteen, and I should have stopped working almost two and a half hours ago. Right. Or, you know, maybe I do take off and spend some time with the kids, but then I work from what, like eight to midnight answering emails and just farting around online. And so I think very clear boundaries is harder when you're a freelancer period. But then when you throw, kids into the mix and their needs and the fact that they just need time with you. They need your attention. Um, that just adds another layer of complexity on top. And 
it's something that you just have to figure out through trial and error, honestly. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. How old are your kids? Our oldest is eight, our middle is six, and our youngest is four. Okay. Yeah. So my, uh, yeah, my oldest is five, and then I have a two year old, and I have one on the way a couple of months from now. So uh, it's my five year old is just starting to get to the age where he kind of understands the economics of me having to work. Like you said, I love how you explained it being physically present, but not available. And they take that personally sometimes, and they have a hard time understanding at a certain ages of like, wait, am I not good enough for you? Your computer is more important than me. <laughs> and, uh, and trying yeah. to explain to him and teach him about how, you know, as I'm sitting here on the computer and I'm, I'm providing a service for people, I get money. I use that money to pay for where we live. If you want, you know, you have a toy or something that costs the money. So he's starting to kind of grapple on to like how I'm not just trying to ignore him. And I think in my early days, I also messed up in that I would, I would be more reactive uh, when they, he, my first son would try to interrupt me continually. And, um, you know, you know, and, and, you know, my wife can only do so much to, to keep him from, you know, either making noise or barging in. Um, and so that probably made it even worse. <laughs> um, and then eventually I just opened up a space in my office where he could come and do his own thing. Um, that if I'm not like on a meeting or, or something where it's okay if he's in the background, um, it, that kind of helped. Uh, but yeah, I definitely, that's definitely a struggle, uh, especially as your kids are young. So do you have, uh, some tips for, somebody who is a dad who is currently having a full-time job and where's the best place to start? Like, you, you know, you and me, we've both been doing this for a while and we had very short stints of normal employment. Um, but there's a lot of dads that would love to have this type of work situation. And I'm sure their wives would love it as well, where the dad can help out a little more and be home. Um, where do they start? Does it start with something related to figuring out what they do or how, like, how do they even convert their currents? Cause I've, I've talked to a lot of dads who are employees who they're like, I don't even know where to like, how do I convert my experience into something that a freelancer could do? Um, what are some tips for how to get started? Cause yeah, I understand what it's like, like you said, with having the pressure of trying to support a family and you don't, you can't afford as much to just not have income for months on end. So, so a number of things come to mind. First thing I would recommend anybody who is thinking about freelancing pick up Sean McCabe's book, Overlap. I think he gives some really good advice in that book. And one of the things that he points out is, especially when you're responsible for other people, this idea that you need to pursue your passion and go all in on your passion is ridiculous. Like you can't, it, it would be irresponsible and selfish for you to just quit unless you already have saved up like a year or two of runway, right? So I think in terms of, well, what does a more incremental or a staggered approach look like? He, like I said, he offers a lot of helpful advice. Um, the second thing that comes to mind is structure. I think a lot of freelancers, especially right after they go full-time, underestimate or they realize that they underestimated how dependent they were upon external structure. 
you can think about like a house that has scaffolding around it and a full-time job is like scaffolding. It forces the structure. And so a lot of your habits, a lot of your um, big bursts of productivity are actually dependent upon, well, you know someone else is going to be watching, and so you don't take two hours at lunch. You only take 30 minutes or whatever, right? There are other people who expect you to show up at a certain time, maybe even to stop working at a certain time. And so I think to generate your own structure internally and to develop the discipline that you need, the boundaries that you need, the work hours that you need, the non-negotiables that you need, it's just really important because um, we all need that structure. And if you don't have it before you start, before you start freelancing full time, um, or if you don't know where it's going to come from, then it's going to be really, really hard at first. And it's going to be stressful and you'll have anxiety because you've got these people depending on you and you're really struggling to actually get traction in the morning. And most days you don't even get started until 10 AM. And that's when all that negative self-talk kicks in. Well, a lot of that can be um, preempted or counteracted from the get go. If you say, here's what the structure of my workday needs to look like. Here's where I'm going to work, that sort of thing. So just trying to make as many of those decisions in advance as you can, I think will give you a, a, a smoother on-ramp. And then um, the final thing that comes to mind is something that we already danced around, and that is communication with your family. Hey, work is going to look different now that I'm freelancing, but yet I still have to keep some business hours. I have to be unavailable to you some hours so that I can actually um, generate income, you know, support our family, that sort of thing. And so coming up with the right language, right? I'll give you an example. Early on when I was working way too much, my wife and I developed a question and the question was one she would ask me and she would say, are you doing what you want to be doing? I had a lot of anxiety then that anxiety was driving this hyper productivity. I'd be working until late in the night. I think I told myself that I had to. And that question was a check. It gave me a little bit of outside perspective and help me realize that like, well, if I still have my computer screen open at 10 PM, I'm probably not going to sleep well. So knowing how you're going to communicate with your partner, knowing how you're going to communicate with your kids, setting clear expectations all around, I think just means there will be fewer hurt feelings. I absolutely agree. And I think that's where a lot of freelancers, uh, either underestimate the importance of that or they completely uh, don't realize um, just how significant that is when you are raising a family. Because for me, in my uh, first couple of years freelancing, it was um, 
I like a lot of structure. I like organization, but I was just kind of trying to work whenever I found time. There wasn't a, here are my office hours and here's when I'm not working. And, uh, and it really took my wife calling me out and saying, Hey, like, where are you? Because I'd be, I wouldn't be working, uh, but I'd be on my phone checking email or, or my brain would be cycling through stuff at work, trying to figure things out. Um, and I was just always working, even if I wasn't on the computer or I was, you know, or in dinner or whatever, my head was still at work. Um, and so once I created normal business hours and I'm like, okay, here's the hours where I'm working and yeah, there's exceptions or, Hey, we have this planned thing going on so I can move my schedule around, but I have this default work schedule and my kids who are very young, I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old, uh, even though they don't quite know how to tell time yet subconsciously they know when dad's supposed to be working and not working. And it's really interesting how it's like, almost like they start to, uh, try to demand my attention more once I'm right at the end of when I'm supposed to be working or if I'm like 20, 30 minutes over the time that I usually, uh, plan to end work, uh, they know it even though they can't tell time. Um, so it, it makes a big difference. So I'm glad you shared that. Um, do you have any other additional advice for, for some, some new freelancing parents, uh, it, it, especially situations where, because um, in my situation, I'm the only one that works, my wife does not work, so it's all on me to produce the income to provide for my family. There's a different kind of pressure involved uh, when not both parents are working, and that's something we always wanted to do and we believe in and being able to, uh, that while our kids are young, my wife wanted to make sure that one parent is always available for them. Um, and so what advice do you have for a dad who's in a similar situation or has a similar desire to provide for his family off one income? Um, any last thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it's such a personal thing, right? Cause I think I heard this guy named Carl Smith. Sorry. It's a little bit loud on my end. One of my kids is having a meltdown. Um, yeah, it's actually perfect but, for the show though. <laughs> yeah, you deal with it. You know all about it. But um, my friend Carl Smith said, oh, he, it's not something he said. He was passing on this conversation he had with his wife where he was thinking about quitting his job at an agency and starting his own thing. And his wife encouraged him to go for it. And she said, our kids won't know we're poor for five years anyway. And I think for dads thinking about freelancing, dads who really want their families to be able to live off one income, I think you have to check your ego and take a step back and ask, well, what, do, what does my partner, what do my kids really want? Cause I think it's, uh, maybe I should just speak for myself. Like I've, I've always been ambitious. I've always wanted to make a lot of money and I might be interested in pursuing income at this level. And the rest of my family would actually be satisfied with income at this level and just would love for me to be around more. And true wealth to them would be dad not being constantly stressed about business and preoccupied with business. And so I would say to those dads looking at a single income, you know, 
how much is enough and what does your family really want and just know what is a true need and what is your ambition or your ego or you wanting to be able to say that you made a certain number each year but really that number is a vanity metric because you weren't even around your family that much like yes maybe you knocked it out of the park with your freelance earning but when's the last time you went out on a date when is the last time you truly unplugged and i'm not trying to like beat anybody up here as much as to say i've really I've had a number of situations where I had to take a step back and ask myself, am I really investing my time in what's most important? And honestly, the pursuit of money is not most important most of the time. So know what your number is and then know what, know what true success looks like too. I know that I sound like a, a grumpy old man perhaps, but that's the best answer I can give right now. That's absolutely perfect. Uh, that's a great way to, to end this conversation. That is one of the biggest things I learned is I've always been really ambitious too. And at one point I realized when I had my first kid, I'm like, I'm okay to put a little bit of a break on my career ambitions and just earn enough to make us comfortable, um, you know, with the expectation that it can keep growing, but just being steady with it and paced and uh, understanding that true wealth really is that time that you get with your family that is going to be so short as your kids grow up. And um, I'm really glad that you shared that. And it's glad to, uh, I like talking to, uh, to, to other fathers and parents who have, have learned that and realized that. So um, I'm glad that you're able to share that same message with other freelancing parents and especially dads who sometimes you get, you get really ambitious and you're trying to pursue something, but what really matters most. So thank you, Austin, for sharing what you've shared with us today. Where can, uh, this audience go to learn more from you? So you, you, you do coaching for freelancers and obviously you have your, your, uh, your, your business too, with your brand consulting. So where do you want to send this audience to? How can they learn more from you as a, as a freelancer? So freelancers can learn more about me at freelancecake.com and people who wants a brand that people will love can find me at balernum.com, B-A-L-E-R-N-U-M. I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn a good bit too, so come say hi on LinkedIn. Okay, great. Well, thanks so much, Austin, and uh, you have a great day. Thank you, Chad. I appreciate the opportunity to chat.